Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <clears throat> What's going on? What's going on? <clears throat> How you doing? Doing all right. Hey, that's my man right there. TJ, Tomcat in his house. Let's jump it off. We are already a few minutes behind here. Um, Wait a minute. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. No, I'm sorry. No, I got to catch up for Aaron? Yes, sir. I got to catch up for a second. Okay. Uh-oh. Look out. What's up? Somebody got a little bit older today. <laughs> and who would that be, man? Who would that be, man? I got a younger, man. I'm, I'm the Benjamin Buttons of Sports Talk Radio, brother. I get younger, not older. <laughs> hey, I hear you. I feel the same way. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, partner. Yeah. <laughs> Bob, I'm getting to the course now. Let's start. You got to get the course, brother. God, right, let's get the course in. Get the course in, then you start. You got it. Best day. It's a big day. Somebody has birthday today. <laughs> Say to you, happy birthday. Yeah, now. Happy yeah. birthday. Happy birthday to you. Yeah. Okay, brother, I'm sorry. No, I like that. I appreciate that. All right. And ladies I appreciate it, man. You turned 9,000 years old today. You look good for your age. <laughs> Happy birthday uh, to you. Got jokes already. We ain't even kicked it off. We got jokes. You hear that, ladies and gentlemen? You hear that? That's okay. All right. Let's... I'm 6,999. right behind you, so. Oh, you just wait till you hear this intro, man. I'm going to get you back in this intro. You watch. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> I will <laughs> All right, let's kick it off. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, esteemed guests and returning alumni from all around the world, we want to welcome you inside another special edition of the Arena Freedom Talk Radio, your voice, your volume, right here on four-time national award-winning Poet Radio, celebrating, celebrating 10 years of excellence. And without further ado, let's bring in the co-host, the co-conspirator, the co-collaborator. Please yeah. welcome to the show the man who made the Kessel Run at 12.5 Part 6, the man who would help an old lady across the street and an old man from his knees to his feet. Come on! Welcome the <laughs> one and only Mr. Tom Cat. 
<laughs> you know, I should I should have said you would help an old lady from her knees, from her feet to her knees. Is what I said. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's the record show. Here we go. <laughs> Here it is right there. Here we go. The first, the first disclaimer. <laughs> the first disclaimer. All right, ladies and gentlemen. I'm doing well, man. How are you doing? How are you doing? We uh. I'm doing okay. I'm 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 still here. I'm living. So hey, well, you know. Man, we we know you're going through some tough times, brother. We've been praying for you, lifting you up, and the entire family. Um, and we just glad <laughs> we just glad that uh that you're doing okay. I don't mean to laugh during that, but I'm reading some of these texts as I'm talking to you. Um. But yeah, we're just glad that you're doing okay and the family's doing okay and you're still, you know, one day at a time, man. You know how it's how it is. Good. Um, you say something, Tom Ken? No, sir. Okay, um, a couple things I want to get to before we kick this show off. Uh, first of all, yesterday was my mom's birthday. Uh, she passed away in 2018, so I want to send some love out to her. What's that? Thank you for the kind words. I didn't mean to interrupt, but I wanted to say thank you for the kind words, and I appreciate it from from each and every one of you. Thank you very much. Uh, no pleasure, man. My pleasure. If anybody is new to the show, if you're happy to tune in, this uh, Tom Cat and I have been doing this since June of 2013. Um, I, I got to tell you, I don't know if I've met too many better people in this world than Tom Cat. Great father, great person, man of integrity, hard worker, committed to his craft. And uh, just just does a wonderful job with, with whatever he puts his mind to. So just proud to be a radio partner, man. You know, and uh, we still got a long way to go. We ain't done yet. Not yet. But I'm right back at you, my brother. I, I have enjoyed every show. And uh, I am so glad that we hooked up in class. I, I'm so glad I looked past that mean-looking exterior that you had. <laughs> hey, man, some, some would call it sexy exterior. I'm glad you didn't call it that, but some would call it sexy exterior, you know. <laughs> um, all right, listen, uh, if you want to be a part of the show, we would love to hear from you. You could pick up that number. Pick up that phone and dial five. Excuse me, six zero five five six two zero four four four. Pop in extension nine five one nine three one five five pound. That's extension nine three one five five pound. Also, if you want to find Tomcat on Twitter, you can find him at Tomcat sixty eight. That's Tomcat. How many girlfriends has he had? Tomcat sixty eight. <laughs> <laughs> Play your play out, ladies and gentlemen, from the top oh, cat. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, that number's a little low. You might want to check his time his uh, Twitter handle. It might be up to like Tomcat79 by now. I'm, I'm not sure, ladies and gentlemen. So. <laughs> That's wrong Tomcat. That's wrong Tomcat. <laughs> if you want to find me on Twitter, you can find me at Swim for Life 1127. That's the word swim, the, the number four, the word life. 1127. All right, we got all the uh, incidentals out of the way. So, um, this is my birthday. Today is my birthday. I turned 27 today, ladies and gentlemen. So we're gonna get away now that we've established that. Um, also, <laughs> I wanted to mention that our founder and um, sometime producer, the founder of Port Radio, Mr. Black Ice, is has been nominated for a Chicago Music Award. 
And the award that he's been nominated for is Best Spoken Word Poet. Yes. Congratulations to Mr. Black Eyes. Now, listen, he needs your help to help him win, to win this award. And, and you can, have a, you can uh, have a say in that. We need everybody to go to www.chicagomusicawards.org. Go down to category number 11, which is Best Spoken Word Artist. And, and vote for Black Ice. Vote for Black Ice. That's www.chicagomusicawards.org and cast your vote for Black Ice under category number 11. This is for an award that's coming up in February here. And if I'm not mistaken, he's won that award in the past. But he is the leader of Poet, the founder of Poet. He is, an, it is one of the greatest performers I have ever seen and one of the most talented brothers I've ever come across and I learned something from him almost every time he opens up his mouth but don't let him don't let him hear that you know let's let's put that part on mute I don't want his head to get too inflated you know he ain't all that you know he ain't all that but um yeah so again what's that I said yeah I know it's bad when a brother's head is inflated <laughs> what are you trying to say, man? Just say it. You know, you ain't got to beat around the bus. And I want to bring up something else. Um, actually, on a sad note, um, there is a child, Tom Kid, I don't know if you remember, 25 years ago this Sunday, uh, Rachel, Me- Rachel Marie Mellon Skemp was abducted and still has not been found. She is the daughter of my former church youth leader, Jeff Skemp. And unfortunately, this happened 25 years ago this Sunday. His beautiful daughter, which I have held in my arms when she was a baby, he is going to be on Channel 9 News tomorrow night at 9 p.m. He'll be interviewed by Channel 9. He said he's been, he said other requests. He's not sure if he's going to take them or not for interviews. But he's doing, they filmed the Channel 9 interview today. Um, I will tell you that my daughter, Hannah, her middle name is Rachel, and it's, it, we named her after Jeff's daughter. That is how close I am to my youth leader. He was an amazing mentor to me and still is. We still talk from time to time. So um, it is a, it, it's a sad thing that we have to sit here and talk about any and you're a parent too, Tomcat, so you certainly can relate that in a child not just not just presumably being not alive anymore, but the fact that she was abducted. The sad part is is that the boyfriend of the mom was the last one to see her alive and, and I, there's no proof but a lot of the evidence points towards him. They just have, don't have anything concrete. And uh it's mm. really sad. So um but yeah, I know you can relate to that as well, Tomcat, being a father. What that would that would be devastating for any parent to go through. And he is just a great guy. He's been a great mentor my entire life. So again, if you want to be a part of it, if you want to help out, you can go to the Facebook page of Help Find Rachel Marie Mellon Skemp. That's Help Find Rachel R A C H E L Marie M A R I E Mellon M E L L O N Skemp is spelled S K. E-M-P. So uh, you can go to that uh, Facebook page 
and leave a comment or uh, drop a, a note or anything like that if you want a kind word. Again, he'll be on Channel 9 News WGN tomorrow night at 9 p.m. Uh, being interviewed uh, for that whole thing. Okay, so um, we got a lot to get into today. We're going to have a lot of fun. Top Kid, I know you got some stuff we're going to get into. Um, we're going to talk about the White Sox a little bit later. We're going to talk about Biden's first week in office. We're going to review. Specifically, we're going to direct our attention on what he's done for people of color. To date, there's been a lot of debate amongst black folk and people of color about what Democrats have actually done for them over the course of the year. Why is Biden any different? Why do we continue to support, heavily support Democrats? And there hasn't been as much of a, a result that as we'd like to see. We still see slums around the city. We still see systemic racism permeating throughout our government. What is it that we, we need to get changed and, and what is actually changing? So we're going to dig into that today, and we're going to hit on some other topics about Biden. But, um, Tom Kett, I think you've got a, an audio you're going to share with us about Mr. Rudy Giuliani. Jump this show off, uh-huh. if I'm not mistaken. Actually, yes, I do. Oh, Sorry. You want, you want to go ahead and um, talk about that, prime that for us, and then cue it up? Yes, sir. This is actually uh, from uh, an interview. Or actually, it's two. Two clips I have for us. Uh, it's one on CNN and the other from Yahoo News. This is on CNN, and they were discussing um, Rudy Giuliani in the suit by Dominion One Point. $3 billion defamation suit. Ooh. Filed a $1.3 billion lawsuit against Rudy Giuliani for defamation after he and others spread the false conspiracy theory that the company's machines flip votes uh, from Trump to President Biden. This is a case of the type of thing that Giuliani was saying. Listen. Last night, one of the experts that has examined these crooked Dominion machines has absolutely what he believes is conclusive proof that in the last 10%, 15% of the vote counted, the votes were deliberately changed. You know, I have another clip to play, but what I want to add to that before that I go on is most of the states that Julie, um, the Dominion machines were used in went to Trump. Mm. Wow. Yeah, a lot of the states, they, they were, they, he complained about Pennsylvania and others, they didn't even use Dominion machines. But here's the other one right here. The breaking news. This Dominion voting system that's, that's to file a point. All right, I'm uh, Okay, I'm sorry I don't have the other one. But, um, I'm not sure what happened, but yeah, they um, the attorney that I have from Yahoo Yahoo News was explaining all the um, the fact that uh, Giuliani has gone on social media, he's gone on regular media, he's gone everywhere, tweeting uh, whatever, spouting all of these lies without any proof. As a matter of fact, when they went to court about his alleged fraud by Dominion, they were all thrown out because they had no evidence. How old cases were thrown out as far as from the Dominion standpoint because Rudy Giuliani and Trump had no evidence whatsoever. I'm going to continue to look at the other video. Aaron, I'm sorry I don't have it on here, but that's all I have for now. No, that was that was good stuff, man. I mean, that was that was uh, to hear Giuliani saying it. <laughs> I mean, 
he got it on record, right? And I, if I'm not mistaken, the Dominion, the representative Dominion of the Dominion machines were very firm and very forthcoming about their their notion of, of uh, filing suit against these people that were continuing to say these uh, uh, uncharacteristic things about these machines and how they were used and how those votes were flipped um, to uh, to support Trump and not to su- to support Biden, excuse me, and not to support Trump. So this is the first of one or, or several what we expect to be defamation lawsuits against several people from coming out of the Trump uh, camp from this year's campaign. This is going to be the one of several. So uh, you said it was one some one point something billion dollars. One point three billion dollars. One point three man. One point three billion dollars. That's going to break anybody. So Giuliani knew he knew the position he was putting himself in. That's why he never said it under oath. He understood that they didn't have any proof during the campaign. The CEO or at least a representative of Dominion told uh, Trump's camp, specifically the attorney. I can't remember her name. I meant to look her up before the show, but I didn't get a chance to. It told Giuliani. Um, yeah, they already they already started suing her already. Right, 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 right. So. They told them, look, save your emails, save all this stuff you say you got proof on, because we want to see it, and um, we, we want we want to see it. So, um, so I think they already knew they were already getting their stuff together. Absolutely. And, um, so you got you got the clip, Tom Ken? Yes, sir. Whenever you're ready. All right, let's do that. Let's roll that clip. Okay billion-dollar defamation lawsuit against Trump's personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani, that was filed by Dominion Voting Systems against the lawyer. We have Yahoo Finance's Alexis Keenan here to break that lawsuit down for us. Hey, Alexis. Hi, Kristen. Yes, so Dominion Voting System, this is a company that provides election technology, not only to the U.S. and in the 2020 election, but also for Canada and some international governments. So $1.3 billion in damage is alleged here, and it's against Rudy Giuliani over claims that he defamed the company by making false claims on his own radio show, on YouTube, in tweets, and on Fox News, saying that Dominion's voting systems could be easily manipulated. Also, that the software that the company uses is actually Venezuelan. The company says, of course, that's not true. Also, that the company is a front for a company controlled by George Soros, and founded by the late uh, Venezuelan president, Hugo Chavez. And finally, that Dominion conspired to actually flip votes for President Biden. You can see there that December 4th tweet from Giuliani calling the company untrustworthy, at least its systems, uh, as they're concerned. Now, Dominion says instead it's really Giuliani who conspired with Trump supporters, with lawyers, including Sidney Powell, who is also uh, has already been sued by Dominion, and also with conservative media, Dominion says, saying that the goal there of those parties conspiring, they allege, was to promote a false preconceived narrative about the 2020 election. Now, Dominion also points out that Trump's team made no similar claims in their suits across the country challenging the election. Um, And also they point out that Giuliani used false claims to uh, hawk some unrelated products. And you can see there a dietary supplement that was attached as an advertisement to some of his YouTube uh, publications. Now, where does this 1.3 whopping huge billion dollar figure come from? Well, Dominion says that 
Giuliani really amplified these false claims through major social media and also through traditional media. And they say that that caused the company, quote, unprecedented reputational and financial harm. That's, that's pretty much the meat of, the, uh, of her uh, explanation there. So there's a lot to digest there. Oh yeah, there's, there's a there's a there's a lot to, to break down there. Um, clearly, Sydney was Powell's the name. Sorry, her name was Sydney Powell, Aaron. Oh, Sydney, yeah, yeah, Sydney Powell, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> little, they dismissed her at first, and then they brought her back because Trump wanted her back exactly. because he was desperate. He was desperate to try to overturn the election. Um, and here's the, the the sad part about this is is that, as we already know, and we've seen an extensive an extensive. A version of it is that many people just suck up whatever Trump says as fact, and it's because it fits their narrative, it fits what they want to happen, their reality that they're living in, this whole parlor, um, this whole parlor, uh, you know, campaign. These these people that live on parlor, this culture now that has developed there about false narratives, and that still permeate throughout even the government. You have people that are are that are clinging to some of these views as well, but. The problem is that Giuliani was a high-profile person. He used that mm-hmm. those uh, false claims without any proof uh, in in, a, in an area that he knew would affect the mindset. He was just trying to cast sh- uh, shade on the election, and he used Dominion machines in order to do that. So if they had won, we wouldn't have heard a word from them. We would have heard a peep. Correct. Out of Correct. Them. But because they lost. Here it is, just trying to find any way to throw any kind of cast on it. And it didn't matter what, if it was Dominion. It didn't matter if it was national national machines. Whoever owned the machines just ended up being the target so that they could try to uh, show show some doubt as to the validity of the election. That's all it came comes down to. They don't care who they're hurting and why or how. So um, that's just the result of it. you know. And it's just a sad case that here we have such a desperate attempt by using false information and twisting these people's minds even further, which, as we know, led to the January 6th um, siege on the Capitol. So. And, that, and that was just, that whole situation just turned, went south really quick. Do you know this is the first time in was over, over 40 years that there was not a send-off by the military for the outgoing president? No, I, I didn't know that part. I've heard so many first times, first times, first times be, that happened on January 6th that have happened since then, but that's one I did not hear of, no. Uh, I, I, you know, I want to give – I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but, but I want to give credit really quick. I know it's not it's not saying a whole lot in terms of what we should expect, but under this this previous president, you have a, a at least a vice president and some of, and many of the Republicans did show up to the inauguration. Now you shouldn't be mm-hmm. praised. You shouldn't be praised for that. But the reason I have to make note of it is because 45 did not show up to the inauguration, and he it was a it was a an administration divided, and so even though they were divided, uh, Vice President Pence still decided to do the right thing, and that's what's important to note here. Whereas you know, Trump had bitter beer face and, and just, you know, acted like a two-year-old, couldn't, couldn't face the fact that he lost and has never mentioned Biden as a, as in, by name as a winner since the election. 
at least Pence and McConnell and a lot of those Republicans showed up to the inauguration. Well, you know, when, when before the um, they were going to count the electoral votes, Pence laid the gauntlet down. He said, you, you saw the statement. He laid out what his duties were. In mm-hmm. other words, I'm not coming here to hijack this for you. Per the Constitution, this is what my purpose is here, and that's what I'm going to do. I, he, I was... I was very surprised to hear him say it, but, I, you know, you're absolutely right, Aaron. That's a great point. I have to give it to Mike Pence. He has been Trump's, one of his most ardent supporters, but at this point in time, he's following the rule of law. He's following the Constitution, and I had, you know, you're right. You, you have, it's, a, it's a shame that you have to applaud people for doing the right thing, doing the sensible thing, doing what they should do, but in this case, it's quite appropriate. And, you know, it, it's really shameful, again, because – Still, even after the election, you have Republicans that are perpetrating the lies yep. and the, the QAnon conspiracy theories, even though they know it's not factual. And so what, you have, what we have to do, we have to be mindful, like AOC said, maybe it's time to tighten up these freedom of speech laws. Because you have, not only is it the Republicans, and not only is it, is it, it uh, some of these Trump supporters, but it's also news media outlets like Fox that are perpetuating, Fox News that are perpetuating these conspiracy theories are feeding into their, their, uh, their base. But by the way, I should mention as a side note that Fox News for the first time, and I don't know how long, is behind CNN and MSNBC in the ratings. Their ratings have plummeted, plummeted ever since mm. the first of the year. So for the first time in years, and I want to say 10, 15 years, it was really ridiculous, um, CNN, and, and CNN is number one in the ratings. And MSNBC is number two, and uh, Fox News is way down to number three. So they're trying yeah, to hold on to that Trump base by continuously to perpetuate those conspiracy theories, but some of these people just ain't having it no more. Well, see, one of the problems Fox is running into is they've had they have a couple of their personalities that have decided at times over the past few months to call Trump on his shit. They haven't uh, Chris Wallace is one. Uh, right. I get the other guy, he actually left Fox News to go somewhere else. I, can't, I can see his face, but I can't think of his name. Um, well, he, well, he was also one of their personalities that, well, you know, no, Mr. President, that's not, you know, so I've had so many people that I know from school, mainly, they would tell me now, well, Fox doesn't like the president. I said, no, it's not that Fox doesn't like the president. They're calling him, they're, they're calling him on his shit. If you're lying and you, you're saying things and you have no basis on it, you have nothing to prove, nothing to substantiate whatever claim you're making, you should be called out on it. And, I mean, don't get me wrong, Fox still, they're behind him, but when it's, I guess some things are even obvious to them and they can't hold it. And so that's why they're losing some of that Trump base to whatever these other uh, outlets that are popping up now to try to, uh, to support the president constantly. So that's that's one of the uh, problems Fox is coming up with. They're being a little bit more truthful about some some of their reporting. Right, but I, mean, I I think that I think Wallace has been that way for a while. He's not the he may not the only one, but but you have a situation now where people are kind of disillusioned. You have a a a, a Trump or at least a Republican base that lost an election. They're not going to sit here and they're not interested in watching the news right now because they got they got hurt feelings. Their feelings are hurt right now. Right. 
So I, that's the, right. I think that's a big part of it. You know, mm-hmm. they they don't want to engage in in news. They don't want to engage in um, interaction with what's going on at current events. They don't want to see a successful term out of Biden. I got a I got a a friend of mine who posted on Facebook. See, see, showing gas prices over four dollars, and I'm like, a buddy of his posted under under the same post. Of, Where are you seeing this at? I don't see anything like that. And I posted under his post to answer, and it replied to him saying, and I said Toronto, you know, because. I don't see it under four. I don't see it over four dollars unless it's in the inner city, or uh, yet either. So I mean, he's doing whatever he can. I told you. I told you prices are going to go up. I told you this. I told you that. This is what we're hearing, you know. So they're they're yeah, ready to pounce on every little negative yeah. sign that you know. But but I mean, but that's that's just that's part of it. And that's that's right now they just got they got their feelings hurt. They're going to go hide and disappear. And kind of like what I did when Trump won, I wasn't interested in watching the news either because, you know, I, I just had a feeling, you know, I'm just being real. I mean, you know, I mean, but then you hear about the tweets at two o'clock in the morning. You don't hear about those tweets anymore because once he's been censored, but two, because Biden is not that kind of president. But, you know, but getting getting back to, to the whole Giuliani thing, I think what's important to recognize here, too, that that they mentioned, Top Cat, is that Dominion is not only working inside the United States. They're working internationally. They're working in Canada. They're working in other different other countries. So they have a reputation that they've got to uphold. This is a this is a company that is a global company, and they work yep. in multiple different governments. That they've got to make sure that they maintain their their integrity when it comes to these. Otherwise, they're not going to be used anymore. And they understand that. So when Giuliani is up there slandering them without proof, so I got a buddy of mine who says Trump should be able to follow go to the extent of the law as far as he can to, you know, see if the election was rigged or not. And I said, I agree, but you can't make false claims. If you're not willing to bring any proof with you to court, you can't sit up there and just say something negative about somebody. I can't say you cheated on your wife when you never cheated and I never did. How should you, you going to feel about that? You know what I'm saying? You can't do that. You know, but, you know so most, most of what I heard Trump say is I've heard. They say that's not proof. Right. You can't making he indicted the entire elect, election system. He indicted people across this country right. because of something that he heard on parlor. Something that he heard on, on right. the issue. Right. Have state. You you gotta come right. correct that. Right. Or annoying. You got you you have to come more correct than that. You cannot so I, and, 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 and Giuliani, boy, I'm, I'm telling you, he was, like you said, he was really out there. He was really pumping this stuff up. He was really caught. He was all over the place saying this stuff. So they, I think they have a very good case because he had, he, he could have caused a lot of harm. How many people are actually buying, at least 70-something million people are buying this stuff. 87% of Republicans think they're less than a soul. 87%. That's a lot of people that are now doubting these people's integrity for nothing. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy. And it's all because of four years of manipulation. I said one of the, one of the things that, um, that Trump did was he started this whole campaign about uh, 
fake news. That was one. That was a brilliant move because anything he said, whether he or what that came up that was fact, he just blew it off as fake news, and he knew it was fact. He knew it was right, but he had his supporters saying fake news, fake news, fake news. So now, anything that he wanted to just discredit, it's fake news. And, and I mean, that was a brilliant campaign, and that began this whole just it fed on this distrust between the government and the media that 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 we already have. And, I, and that's funny because I heard a Democrat, a, a dear friend of mine say, well, I don't trust the government. He said it in passing, but I caught it because I knew it just fed on those fears, fed on those fears of people that already, we already have this distrust, this divide. We feel like the government knows more than us, that they're watching us, that they, they know more about Area 51. Um, they, they, um, they know a lot more than what they're letting on. Um, and it's just interesting to me that it, they play, he played on those fears and he played on them well. So, uh, all right, uh, we got a uh, we got a call on the line here. I think producer uh, Nina wants to jump in here real quick. Producer Nina, you got some words for the show? Hey Nina, how you doing? Nina, are you there? Well, I thought I actually thought, hello? Yeah, we're here. We got you. We got you. So I actually thought yesterday, I mean, not yesterday, but tomorrow is your birthday. So, brother, I just called to say <laughs> I love you. Hey. I love you too, sis. If y'all don't know, first of all, let me... Let me just say this really quick about Nina. I I went to high school with Nina. It's so weird because we used to party in a similar clique, so we used to see each other from time to time out in the club scene. Um, so we known each other a long time, but then we recently reconnected when I saw, I got with Poet. And uh, Nina is an exceptional poet. She does a phenomenal job. She's so talented. Um, but then she produces a lot of shows and does her own show on Saturday nights. And she, she uh, is the host of uh, Voices Behind the Pens on Monday nights on Poet Radio, so she does a great job. And I appreciate that, sister. I love you. And a lot of times we do our morning calls, and it's just about five of us, and Nina's on the call with us, and we just talk and chat about life and lift each other up. And um, so I appreciate you so much, Nina. You know I love you, crazy about you. So thank you. Man, I love you guys. So I just wanted to call and say happy birthday, man. And, oh, my gosh, I hope you have a ball. I hope you have whatever, you know. I just pray pray for you. Just pray that whatever you wish, whatever you wish comes true. Just pray that your family, everybody is safe and well. And, yeah, have a birthday. Shoot, if I say your birthday is what you make of it. Amen. Okay. Amen. I yeah. appreciate that. Yes. And then, Thank Tom Cathay. I want to check and make sure you guys, make sure you're good. Still praying for you and your family. But, yeah, God bless you guys. Well, thank you so much, Nina. I really appreciate it. All right. All right. You, uh, you're listening to the Arena Freedom Talk Radio, your voice, your volume, right here on four-time national award-winning poet radio, uh, celebrating 10 years of excellence. You can find us here every Wednesday night from 9 to 10 p.m., and we're talking a lot of different things. But also, before we go any further, too, I want to mention, want to remind everyone, our founder, our leader, and CEO of Poet Radio and of Poet, our group, People of Extraordinary Talent, has been nominated for a Chicago Music Award. And we need your help. 
We need you to spread the word. We need everybody to get on their phones. You can do it while you listen to the show. And go to www.chicagomusicawards.org. That's www.chicagomusicawards.org. And go down to category number 11 for best spoken word poet and nominate and uh, cast your vote for Black Ice. That's www.chicagomusicawards.org. Go down to category number 11 and cast your vote for our fearless leader, Mr. Black Ice. We appreciate that. Tell your friends, pass it around, and uh, and uh, let's let's get him this award that he, he dearly deserves. He is one of the most talented brothers you've ever seen. Working on album CD got, number 30, Tomcat. I got, I got a question for you. Yes, sir. Uh, how many how many times can you vote? I think you can only vote once because you register before you're allowed to vote. So you got to put your okay. name and your email in. So that's why it's important to let everybody know, spread it around. I'm probably going to post it under the arena. Um, I already posted in A-Spark, but I'm going to post it in the arena. Oh, he said it's unlimited voting. I didn't know that. So it's unlimited hey, voting. Okay, out. so right, let's get on it. I'm going to be on it tonight for sure. Voting again. But, hey, that's that. That's, yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> he said if you have more than one email, yeah, if you have more than one email. So, again, okay. let's, uh, let's show our, our, our leader some love. Um, he's been doing this for a long time, helping out a lot of people. It's We have an opportunity to give back and uh, for all the stuff that he's done for all of us and so many others. And and not just poets. You know, Black Ice is a, a, a civil leader as well. He's out there in, in, the, in the town and, uh, and helping the, the cause and passing the word of God. So, uh, we can really help him out. So I want to throw that out there before we get jump back into this, Tomcat. Um, and I want to mention that at least one more time before we go. But before that, I don't know if you can hear that. Can you hear that, Tomcat? Yes. <laughs> you recognize that? So, I, so that was I, a cool... <laughs> Did you recognize that song? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's that was a... Yeah, Star Wars. So I woke up this morning, and my kids normally don't do anything for me for my birthday or Christmas, to be honest with you, or any holiday of any kind. So they normally don't. They did for Father's Day like three years ago. They were they were happy that they were working, and they pulled together and got me a nice grill. But anyway, so I didn't expect anything this morning. I walk out um, to to get uh, to the kitchen area, and they had a card and a really nice bottle of wine waiting for me, and the card said, uh, it's a Star Wars card. It said a long, long time ago, and then you open it up. <laughs> <laughs> a long, long time you, ago. <laughs> right, right, right. You get it. You get the joke. You were born is what it said. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. Hold on. Take, a, off, a take long, off a couple of those longs. Long right. Take off a couple of those longs, man. It wasn't that long ago. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> What's up with that? What's up with that? Okay. Um. So yeah, so we covered we covered the Giuliani thing. I want to talk about Tomcat, and I want to get your take just on the tone itself. Okay, let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk right now strictly about the tone of the different administrations between the Trump administration and the Biden administration. Just the tone itself. What have you noticed in the week plus, the week and a day? of the Biden campaign versus the contentious uh, uh, interaction with the Trump campaign? Well, uh, I've noticed a couple of things. One thing I've noticed is as far as they brought the, um, the daily press conferences back, and there seems to be a normal relationship 
with the um, with the reporters and the press secretary. It's not an, it doesn't seem to be an adversarial relationship. Not to say that they shouldn't ask them tough questions or whatever, but it doesn't. I guess what I'm saying is what I'm seeing from the press secretary is not what we've seen the past four years with McEnany and uh, Huckabee and whoever else we had before before her. I mean, that's one stark difference I've noticed. Another thing I've noticed. The, the current president, Joe Biden, I heard him say the other day, he spoke about a lot of the ills that are going on in this country as far as speaking against white supremacy and also uh, speaking about the systemic racism that people of color are having to deal with. Those are the two main things that I've noticed this first week of his presidency that have stood out to me anyway. Yeah, and I agree with you. And one thing that you hear out of the Biden administration, the people that that have been appointed and that have been hired by Biden, that have that have a pulpit, that have a microphone. And I'm speaking directly of Dr. Fauci. I'm talking about his press secretary. And I'm talking about other people that have been hired, that have been nominated and appointed and approved for his cabinet so far. And, and again, mm-hmm. I want to make this clear. When we talk about when we talk about what has Biden done for black folks, when we talk about because this it's not just about the signing of bills or uh, administration. He hired the first defense, black defense secretary of all time, first one ever. So that's yep. one thing. Let's let's keep that in mind. I want to say that one more time so people can understand what I'm saying. The first black defense secretary ever, Biden nominated him. Now, does that make him a hero? No. But is that a step in the right direction? You damn straight it is. So, and if you ever heard this dude speak, this dude is intelligent. This brother is, he knows his stuff. So I'm excited about what he's going to do um, with the military. I'm really excited about that. Okay. So um, I don't know if you caught it, Tomcat, but we just got a black just sent us something about this new yeah, MAGA Patriot Party. <laughs> so oh, I heard here's, here's, yeah. Yeah. So. I don't know about your initial take on that, but my initial reaction is it's going to divide the Republican Party. It's going to divide them up, man. It's going to it's going to create an opportunity for Democrats to win elections. It is dumb. It's a stupid thing to do. It's not. It's not unless they somehow get so big that they dissolve the that they that they get, that the Republican Party gets absorbed into them. That's the only way it's going to work. If you put three parties on a ballot and you, you split the Republicans, oh, you're yep. setting yourself up for disaster because they're never going to win. They're never going to win control of nothing. Watch what happens in two years. <clears throat> Excuse me. This so is this one of the, the best I, things that could have happened to the Democratic Party. This is a, a, huge, a huge ego in action right here. He he, yes, sir. Is, he thinks that he he's going to create. He, he's such a big person, such a great person. He is by himself is going to create his own party. Wow. Yeah. Let him do it. Let him do it. You're absolutely right. That that is only. It, it, you know, it, it, uh, it eventually they might absorb the Republican Party because there's a lot of of nut jobs on that side anyway. There's a lot of Republicans right now. You look at all these senators, uh, Josh, Josh Hawley. Uh, <laughs> right. They're still towing this line. This man is out of office, and they're still towing this line because they know they want his supporters come election time. 
that is the right. only reason that they are saying this stuff. That's it. So it is it, it's possible that they might absorb them, but it won't it won't be it won't be that quick. It won't be quick enough to turn to, to turn things around. This just his his ego is out of control. Out of control. It is, man. One hundred percent out of control and it's going to help the Democratic Party at this point. It is a major mistake, major mistake for them to branch off from the Republican Party. He looks at it like he got 74 million voters. He ain't getting 74 million voters next time. It ain't going to happen, brother, because people are disillusioned with him. A lot of those people thought that he was going to turn the country over to martial law, (coughs) excuse me, and that Biden was never going to be uh, uh, put into office anyway. Mm-hmm. For four years, there's no way you're going to have enough support uh, in a divided Republican Party to uh, to back Trump up. It's just not going to happen. It's going it's to be divided, and it's going to help the Democrats. If you have a three-party system and two Democrats, I, I, you know, it's, I can't wait. I mean, I'm like, I'm loving it. I'm loving that it's, it's going that way. So um, it'll be interesting to see, but I don't, I don't, I don't see it. And it, and it takes a whole lot to get a party off the ground, though. So it's still, yeah. they still got a ways to go. I don't know financially. He's, he's supposed to be um, under attack financially from several different aspects, the courts out of New York and everything anyway. So it's a long way to go to see what happens. And with this Dominion stuff and stuff like that. He did raise so was, a lot of money. He did, he did, but he did raised a lot of like over a hundred and something million dollars he did raise for his supposed mm-hmm. legal defense fund. So he he right. got a little bit but but he does have a lot of people that should be hopefully soon will be coming after his his, his orange ass. So maybe it'll run, run dry. <laughs> he said his, his orange ass. Yeah, um well he had, I heard he raised two hundred million but I also heard that the bank in Germany uh wants their four hundred million back and they want it back now. There's not a bank oh, in the United boy. States that will loan to him anymore nope. uh, because nope. because of his practices. So that that whole notion is over with. Um, so I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, is it is it um, is it something to be concerned about? Not right now. I think it helps not the right. Democrats right now. I mean, they are really do. <laughs> so and you talk about it two years when it comes up for the Senate, if they got people running under that party, man, you know. That's going to be interesting mm-hmm. to see. Okay, um, I want to get into, because we're running down here, we only got 10 minutes left in the show. I want to talk about some of the executive orders that that um, that Biden signed. So on the first day, if I'm not mistaken, he signed around 15 executive orders, and I had a list of them. One of the things that he signed was an executive order to promote racial equity. Now, this was the second executive order that he signed. Um and it's an order that gives agencies uh, to conduct equity assessments and to reallocate or, uh, resources to advance equity for all, including people of color in their agencies. So what, what Biden has done, as you said earlier, Tom Cat, what he is trying to do is root out systemic racism. That's what he wants to do. He has called it what it is. He has acknowledged it exists, his ex- its existence, and he has said we are at a time we've got to get past this. We've got to start knocking down these doors. So what he wants to do with this executive order is root out, identify and root out systemic racism within the government. That's what he wants to do. 
And that's what he's asking yep. for. And how, so how do you feel about that, Tom Caddy? Well, like I said before, that, that's one of the things that stood out to me during his first week in office. So far, he, he seems to be walking the walk. I mean, we, the both of us said when he first was, was elected president, okay, you're elected now. Now you got to get to work. Now you got to keep try to keep some of these promises that you made, in particular to people of color, because that doesn't usually happen. But it looks like, at least on the surface, initially anyway, he's trying to keep some of those promises, and that is a step. It's at least a step in the positive direction. He's even talking about getting into private uh, prison. You know what I mean? Wait, so wait, 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 what was the last part? He's even he's, he's talking about getting into these private prisons. Right, right. That was another executive order. I, I didn't get to that one yet, but that's on my list. Yeah. Um, so he did, absolutely. He's at least appears to be going in the right direction. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> right. Um, agreed. So that was that was the second one that he signed. That was signed on day one. And, and let's, let's mm-hmm. you know, Tom, you said it earlier. I want to I want to reiterate your point earlier because you said it so well. He has. Every time, almost every time he steps to the mic, he talks about racism and equality. Has he said some racist comments in or questionable, racist and questionable comments in the past? Yes. Was he an author of the crime bill that un, unintentionally threw uh, more minorities in jail? Yes. That happened during the Reagan era and it happened during the Clinton era. And it was, he was a part of that. I'm, I, yeah. Let's not shy away from. I mean, he has had some negative aspects on on people of color, but he has identified those as mistakes. And I would tell you this: people tend to forget this that that crime bill that that was uh, finally passed under Clinton was supported by every black leader in Congress. It was supported Bingo. by every one of them, every single one of them. So it wasn't like you had a white versus black thing there. You had people that were trying to clean up crime. They thought this was the way. It had an inverse effect against people of of minorities. Clinton has said it was the worst thing he did during his presidency. He's on record of saying that. You can look up that quote. He said it. And Biden acknowledged that it was a mistake. They did not realize it was going to have that much of an effect against minorities. So now, recognizing that error, recognizing that mistake, these are the things that he's trying to do today to us understanding where we are at. He's come to a conclusion in his mind that systemic racism has existed and permeates through our government. Is he going to do enough? I don't know. We, that remains to be seen. But we know that on day one, the second thing he signed was in order to help black people. The second thing he signed was in order to help black people. When was the last time that happened? Right. Right. So now we got to watch and make sure that he follows through. He follows through with this. Also, another thing that he, he did was he, he passed an exec, he, he signed an executive order pausing federal loan, student loan payments. Yes. Now, yes. now, now, these are mostly held by white people, but people of color that hold them also have other responsibilities that those white people don't have. So these student, pausing these student loans in a time during a pandemic that is ripping through homes and people putting people out of jobs, when you have people of color who've got to worry about putting food on the table, he's trying to help them. 
This is what he's trying to do. He's trying to ease the burden. So now you ain't got to worry about paying that 300-month student loan bill. Worry about pay, using that money for the rent. Worry about using that money to, to put food on the table. So that's what he's trying to do with that one. So that's another one he did to help people of color. Um, he also strengthened, he also signed a memorandum on day one strengthening DACA. Now, when, you, when I say DACA, that's, you know, you know what that is, but that's also people of color. It's not black people per se, but it is Latino people. So he strengthened that. Okay. Um, I want to get to a couple more of these because we don't have a lot of time here. I'm going to try to get, to, oh, the, another one, the executive order expanding food assistance programs. This directly affects black people and, and people in, uh, who are in poverty. It aims at extending 50% increase in supplement neutral nutrition assistance program or SNAP for people in low income how, uh, uh, schools and housing areas. So he helped out black people that way. He helped with the food. Okay. Um, I'm going to try to, I'm going to, I'm going to go right to the one that you mentioned, Tom Cat, about, uh, about yeah. privatizing prisons, executive order to end reliance on private prisons. The reason that this is significant is because we know that black people are more likely to be in prison than any other any other culture. We know that, mm-hmm. and they're likely to get sentenced for longer for le- for the same or even less crimes. So now, when you privatize a prison, it becomes a business, and they're going to use that. To put people in an empty prison ain't making no business. A full prison is making money. So when you yep. privatize the business, you having the, the legal system putting pressure on the legal system to feed that system to pay for those mm-hmm. those walls and and, and, and every and everything else, the cost of having that prison. So by by yep. taking away private prisons, you take away that feed that, that need to feed that system and you help black people that way. And it's another way that he's trying to root out systemic racism. So, you know, I don't know what your thoughts on that, Tom K. Well, like I said, no, I have to say before that's 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 something that you know, you know, they we all know what the um, what the, the justice system was designed for from from the beginning you know, with the slave patrol and et cetera, et cetera. It's always been about putting us away. And, and and what he's trying to do now, as he said before, is, is is at least a step in the right direction of combating that. He's been talking about the systemic racism through the campaign, the election, and as you said before, day one, here we go again. But can't take our eye off the ball. We gotta keep our eyes on this and make sure make sure how this evolves. Because you know there are gonna be some people on the other side that are not gonna be they're not going to be down with it. So we got to make sure that they, that they, they follow through and keep on going. And look, one of the, I, one I of the have... things one of the thing okay. I wanted to say he, he turned around was the, uh, the, um, the discrimination on gender identity as far as in the military. Reverse that off. Oh, yeah, yeah. Great point. Great point, Tom Cat. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, was another. Yeah. What difference does it make? What's your orientation is if you want to serve? Right. Right. It should make you Right. Yeah, you know, when I was in the service, I never even thought about it. I just, you know, when I was in basic training, I could care less, man. As long as you ain't trying to right. hit on me or something, like, you know, I'm putting me in a position where I'm uncomfortable. I don't really care, you know, so it didn't really phase me. So, you know, I just, I was more concerned about who I would want to be in, in a foxhole 
with that I could trust with the weapon. You know, that's that's really what, what was going through our head. Like, who's going to lose their cool the quickest? That's really what you, you right. know, you're evaluating that person for. You know, I could care less if it was a woman or, or whatever. If they were going to keep their cool and I knew I could count on them, I'd rather have them in a foxhole than anybody else because, you know, I'm that's trying to stay alive here. Right, that's all that that's counts, all man. Yeah, I mean, you're trying to stay alive, but, but um, yeah, I thought, look, if, if people are skeptical, <clears throat> it's only been a week and a day. He has done some things. Has he, has he changed everything? No. He's still got, you know, almost four years left. But it's a start. That's a lot of work you got to do. That's a lot of work to do. It's a whole like a lot of work. White House is on fire when he walks in there. <laughs> right. It's on fire. He's done a lot for climate change today. He, he did a lot for the climate today. He sent a lot of bills um, in that directive today. So I was really happy to hear about that. Um, this mm-hmm. whole, this whole uh, 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 oil pipeline that was supposed to go through Canada that was going to run over all these Indian territories. They were not happy about it. It was going to 236 miles in Nebraska territory. These people were not happy about it. It was, it was, it was going to be really detrimental to the environment and affect global warming. And so now that's been that's been taken away. So people are really elated about that. So you know, we'll see how it goes. And then Trump's whole thing was it was going to create jobs for America. It was two two years of temporary jobs that would have sustained thirty five only thirty five permanent jobs. Only thirty five would have been would be the net wow. results. Thirty five. I looked it up. Thirty five net permanent jobs from that pipeline. He tried to make it sound like it was gonna create all these thousands and thousands of jobs for America. Yeah, for two years and after that nothing. So it, it, that was a lie, you know. But anyway, um but yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Listen, before we get out of here, once again I wanna remind everybody, go to www.chicagomusicawards.org. Go to uh, category number eleven, vote for black ice, you can do it. An unlimited amount of times if you have multiple emails. Please do that for our fearless leader. He's done so much for the community. We can look out for him. As soon as I get off the phone, I'm going to vote again. Also, go to the page, the Facebook page of Help Find Rachel Marie Mellon Skemp. This is a young lady that was abducted from my church youth leader uh, 25 years ago. This Sunday is the anniversary. He will be on Channel 9 News tomorrow night at 9 o'clock. WGN News tomorrow nine, at 9 o'clock. Sometime during that 9 o'clock hour, he'll be to show the interview. He's a great guy, um, and um, he's just done a lot for us. So we're all rallying around him and showing him our support. I want to thank everybody for birthday. Tomcat, you got any last words you want to mention? No, sir. I'll be back next week, same bat time, same bat channel. <laughs> and Tomcat will be sitting in the big chair. We want to thank everybody for tuning in. We want to thank Black Ice, the owner and founder of Port Radio, also our fearless producer, Nina, as always, doing a wonderful job back there making sure everything goes smooth. You can find us here every Wednesday from 9 to 10 p.m. on Port Radio. This is the Arena Chicago, uh, the the Arena Freedom Talk Radio, your voice, your volume. Well, for Tomcat, my name is A.A. Ron, A. Spark, a.k.a. the Big Easy, a.k.a. the Big Sexy. Happy birthday to me. We'll see you next week. Peace. We out. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.